Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today, get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. With us is the Weekly Standard's Bill Crystal. And Bill, the biggest news story of today, the week, the month, maybe the year, an NBA player is gay. You really can't make it up, can you? I mean, it's fine. He can be whatever he wants to be. But the President of the United States calls him. The media is touting it. It's so important, so courageous. Uh, uh, as if he's the first person to come out, and incidentally, he comes out after the end of the season, in which he didn't exactly play very much. And uh, I'm sure he'll, you know, it's fine. I, I wish him a good life. But uh, why the president felt he had to call him, and uh, why the White House had to feel that it felt that it should uh, publicize that call when there's kind of a lot of other things going on in the world where the president might be might might, might be better, uh, the country might be better off, the president maybe paid a little more attention to, to those things. I, I, it's kind of amazing. Well, I mean, you have the long list of things that people have questions about. It's fascinating that we now know more about Jason Collins' personal life than we do about where the president was the night of the Benghazi attack. You've got what's going on in Syria. You have the president's own initiatives like uh, more gun control, where he was you know, just, uh, you know, absent or voting present while the tough voting was going on. Where is this president when it's time for somebody to be presidential, Bill? Has the president called any of the victims or the families of the victims of Dr. Gosnell, so-called Dr. Gosnell, the abortionist in Philadelphia who's uh, on trial for murder, obviously, and who um, carried out these murders of uh, little babies once they'd been born, a, a procedure something that the president famously didn't vote on in the Illinois Senate. I mean, there's something crazy about our priorities when he's calling this basketball player and showing no interest at all and no interest in possibly uh, looking at what's wrong with our current abortion regime if this guy got away with this for, for what, 15 years. So, I, I mean, it really is. Uh, of course, you could joke about the basketball player, and that, that's fine, but it, there's something a little crazy. Benghazi's amazing. I mean, we get more information about it. It remains a disgrace and a scandal. A U.S. ambassador was killed, murdered for the first time in 30 years, a terrorist attack, which took down apparently a CIA outpost in an important country and now i was I just talked coming up in the elevator in our apartment building here we share it with other you know obviously other institutions in washington and a guy i know slightly was sort of rolling his eyes about but can you believe that the republicans are still talking about Benghazi? <laughs> you know that's the conventional wisdom among media elites and the political elites and unfortunately among too many republicans i, I think it's not going to work incidentally i have a contrarian view that i think Benghazi will end up being genuinely a scandal that will end up uh damaging Hillary Clinton's chance to be the nominee and, and kind of in a way a marker of what was happening beneath the surface near the end of President Obama's first term, which unfortunately is now flowering into full public view in our in his second term, which is to say uh, that we're weak and the terrorists are on the offensive, and I'm very worried that we will, you know, there will be more such incidents. You know, there's some findings out this week that the uh, about a half of all Americans believe that or don't know that Obamacare is the law of the land. It's a disturbing uh, level of you know, what uh, some people call low information voters. But it does seem to be the Obama strategy to be the president of the culture as opposed to the president of the country. And so far, that strategy is working for him politically, isn't it? I guess it got him through the re-election. I don't think it works in 2010 when voters actually voted on public policy issues, ranging from the stimulus to Obamacare, and had a, and really wanted to send a signal that that's not what they wanted. I don't think it's going to work in the future. So I, I guess my hope, my belief, but it really is, and my hope, but I think it really is a belief, not just a hope, 
is that voters look around and, and will make decisions based on the practicalities of Obamacare. A lot of it hasn't gone into effect yet, so you can understand voters being a little confused. But as it goes into effect, the premiums go up and it, and it busts the budget, and there are all kinds of other bad unintended consequences, or maybe some bad intended consequences. I think that remains a huge issue, a huge burden for President Obama and all the Democrats who voted for it. So I think reality does matter at the end of the day. You can get away with kind of playing the pop culture card for a while and being cooler than the other guy, and maybe you squeak to re-election. But the key for his re-election was that, uh, intentionally or unintentionally, he managed to uh, create a situation where we weren't seeing the consequences of a lot of his policies. I, I really think that's the case in foreign policy. I mean, people like us were just screaming and yelling and genuinely upset about what the price we would pay for his weakness, for his retreat around the world. But the truth is, in, you know, in, on November 5th, 2012, it wasn't quite obvious how bad things would get. And now I'm afraid it is getting much more obvious in Syria and with Iran moving ahead to first nukes in North Korea and, and, of course, the Boston terror attack and everything else. So the same, I think, is true about Obamacare. The same is true in general in domestic policy. So I, I think reality is going to hit. And the task for conservatives and Republicans is both to point out that it's hitting and then, as you and I discussed several times before, for Republicans to have a positive alternative, because voters will say if things go bad, but the opposition party doesn't really have much to say about it, uh, voters will say, well, I guess that's just kind of the world we live in. It's a very difficult and tough world, and I guess neither party knows what to do. You know, uh, so. it's interesting that the, there's a premise that, you know, uh, back to hearkening to pre-Reagan era, that the country is ungovernable, that these problems are unsolvable, that the economy is going to be lousy, that this is the new normal. But I think about something just as simple as you have an ambassador killed and nobody has been held responsible for that. Nobody. And the president still hasn't answered the question, where were you when you found out and what did you do? Closer to where I'm broadcasting from, Bill, in Boston, we have uh, the uh, you know the terrorist caught essentially red-handed lying in a boat full of bullets. And within 16 hours, he's already declared a, a, a criminal as opposed to an enemy combatant, and he's Mirandized up. And now we're finding out this new information about possible DNA from a woman and you know, uh, contacts abroad, and you're thinking, you can't handle something as simple as the treatment of someone whose goal was to damage the American government as opposed to commit a crime? Is, is the point here intentional incompetence so that we just give up on expecting anything from our political leaders? Well, I think the point is to make us think that somehow, you know, it, it would be too hard to hold account people accountable. I mean, think about Benghazi for a minute. It's not just that he hasn't held people accountable with from within the government, but that no one has paid a price for Benghazi. Right. I mean, if you're a terrorist, you think, geez, they pulled off on a pretty audacious set of attacks in Benghazi and elsewhere on September 11th, and who's been killed? I mean, who's been, you know, what, what, what if they to deter the next terrorist from doing that? And I think with Boston... Obviously, there they, they were caught, and one of them was killed. So that that's a good, that's good. But still, as you say, it's not as if uh, right away they were he was Mirandized, the surviving brother, and and probably hurt us in our chance to follow up on some of the leads. And the more that comes out, that we just look kind of like saps. They had a hundred thousand dollars of public assistance. This family applied for amnesty, as I understand it, for for asylum. Rather, I'm sorry, I'm confusing immigration, <laughs> our immigration law, and our uh, I guess it is all part of immigration law. But anyway, they, they applied for asylum on the grounds of persecution, which I suppose was plausible in 2003. The Russians certainly uh, have uh, been pretty brutal in their uh, way they treated the Chechens, probably both terrorists and non-terrorists. Uh, but then the family goes back to Chechnya or to Dagestan in Russia for three years. So how can you have asylum from a country? Uh, how do you get immigration status of having being legally here uh, with asylum from a country that you then go back to? 
and 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 live there. I mean, it can't you know be like getting asylum from Cuba and then going back to Cuba. It's crazy. <laughs> so shouldn't someone take a look at that law? But you're right. No one. I mean, it is amazing how much Washington is in its bubble. There's a huge immigration bill. It's, it's you know, people are telling everyone, oh, you can't oppose it. It's irresponsible to oppose it. No one's saying, well, what about this practical question we have here? about asylum or practical right. questions about other aspects of immigration. So I, I, But I think out there in the country, people do understand that reality matters, and we need to be serious in dealing with these real threats. Well, as long as our uh, immigrants who are living on the dole have enough money to travel back and forth to their terrorist camps, Bill, everything is under control here in Massachusetts. Thanks so much for joining us for today's Weekly Standard. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today, get a 30-day free trial, and a free audiobook of your choice. 